Watch the car there, Anka. Hi, I know, yeah, yeah, it's just silly. Siobhan would be giving out. Huh? Siobhan would be giving out. She probably would be giving out. Mother Siobhan would be giving out, yeah. Hello, Warren Moore. Welcome to your very own community podcast. We are more. My name is Maciek, and I'm your host. Stay informed on the stories, news, events, and activities happening within our local community. Oranmore Village has a lot to offer, so we also bring you closer to groups, clubs, and businesses through casual conversations and highlight what matters to us residents most. So welcome everyone. Today I am very pleased to have Marcus with me and we'll discuss the subject of Cycle Bus. Marcus is going to bring us a little bit closer to what it is, tell us a little bit about how how did it come about. But Marcus, Welcome. Can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Majay. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, my name is Marcus Quinlan, and I'm a resident here in Ormore. I'm involved in a couple of different things. Involved in the Ormore Arts Festival. I'm involved in a few other bits and pieces. But um, but today we're here to talk about the cycle bus. Yeah, I'm, it's, um, I'm sure for some people it might be an, an, a slight annoyance, but uh, the, the, the cycle bus is basically trying to get give encouragement to children and to parents to cycle to school um and initially it kind of started with um well it, it, the cycle bus itself started out of something else i'll tell you about that in a second but like so it started with me seeing another father bringing his twins to, to school and saying we should probably do it together um and i was very aware of across the city the huge success that Knocknacara had had um, there's also East of the Corrib cycle bus there's a new Salt Hill Kappa cycle bus and and there's actually and in Knocknacara they also have a Saturday cycle bus which brings kids down to training so that that was Knocknacara and I thought well why can't we do something like that here in Ormore um, and but the origins of the cycle bus itself was that we were doing a scooter bus and this was just why don't we just all scoot together? Um, and so I had a WhatsApp group and I said, I'm just going to change it. I'm just <laughs> going to change it from scooter bus to cycle bus. And is everyone up for that? And so, yeah, it's 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 some mornings we'll have a handful of kids and other mornings we'll have 10, 12, 15 kids and parents uh, cycling along with us. Excellent. So there was actually, were you, were you aware of cycle buses nationwide before? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose Twitter is one of those ones where you, you know, you're aware of what's going on over in, there's a D12 cycling bus, there's, and it, and a lot of times you kind of hesitate and you say, oh, I wouldn't work here because there's cycle lanes over there. But the reality is that it does work here and it might cause a little bit of inconvenience, but in the long run, um, I was thinking about this cycling over today that in the long run, if there is a cycle bus with different areas covering, then for the motorist who's stuck behind us, there's actually less cars on the road because there's cycle buses. Um, 
and you know it takes a little bit of getting used to and a little bit of adjustment for people but um no i think i think it's a positive thing and i think the its existence means that some people who were thinking about it and maybe you know maybe considering cycling um with but but putting a couple of options or a couple of blocks in their way that you remove some of those blocks and you say well we're doing it for example uh, we leave today we left Orrin Hill at 8.10 and we picked up in Bluebell Woods we go past the boys school at the moment there's no one from the boys school on it but actually that's you know we have to think further than than where this is so you you, you mentioned that you know it could be an annoyance for for some mm-hmm. that that's no that's I suppose it is annoyance for for the drivers but how how safe is it in to cycle in or more with kids in the, in the distances that we cycle it's not it's not it's not unsafe but we have to do certain things that probably annoy drivers so for example i've had feedback there's a particular section from Orrin hill to bluebell woods where we go out on the road and i've had feedback that it, it's great and whatever but why did you just string, string out like you know all the way down and string out so we can go past you and the thing about that is that you say, well, if we do that and a, ch- a child wobbles, then there's nothing to protect them. There's nothing. So the cycle bus, uh, I've heard it described very aptly as a mobile cycle lane. Um, so that's why the adults are on the outside, the children are on the inside. Um, and we do slow down traffic. Um, in fact, like um, the local community guard has said, listen, lads, don't be afraid to stop traffic. And if they have a problem with that, I'll, I'll talk to them because there's a couple of different things. There's a couple of different viewpoints on this. One would be like, well, you're delaying me. I had one man say to me, I have a medical appointment. And, you know, I was going, okay, but you're not going to complain ever. And this is something I'd say to motorists quite regularly. You're never going to complain about uh, the 15-minute tailback in by Galway Crystal because there's no cyclist to complain about. And you might complain about the person who sneaks up the bus lane and go, oh, that's disgraceful. But you're going to sit in traffic all the way into the ice cinema. It's probably going to take 15, 20 minutes. But if a, if a cyclist delays you by a minute and a half, what you'll remember in that journey, unfortunately, and this is how, how it seems to happen, you'll remember the negative experience of the cyclist who delayed you for a minute and a half, effectively getting into a 15-minute tailback. So, you know, that's... It's probably an oversimplification from a cyclist viewpoint, but um, I, I come back to that point that if more kids cycle and more parents feel comfortable cycling and we can make it a safe experience, all those cars that are stuck behind us will get through or and more quicker because there'll be less cars on the road. So it should be seen as a positive thing. But I think, again, perspective is uh, selective for some people. You know, um, We're a group of cyclists in their way and we're slowing them down ultimately like we are slowing you down but actually the speed limit is 30 kilometer an hour in a residential area 50 out on the coast road and we're going slightly slower than that but we're doing it for a positive reason um and that's Again, it, it, it seems in Ireland revolutionary that you would cycle with children to school. Like, it's it's a crazy idea, especially in the rain. In the rain, you go, yeah, well, there's rain gear. And my kids never complain. And, and it's, you know, but some people 
uh, it's all about perspective and uh, yeah yeah but being a cyclist myself um i don't think i've ever or maybe on a handful of occasions i observed where i was overtaken by a car at the legal distance which is the 1.5 mm-hmm. meters that rarely happens and when you talked about that section that goes from Oran Hill to Bluebell Woods, the road is very narrow, as, as it is today. Yeah. Trying to overtake a cyclist with an uncommon traffic coming, I mean, there isn't enough space to give the child one and a half meter space. So I think it would be more dangerous if you were to string out and yeah. go in single lane. And, but the, other, the interesting thing about that as well is when, when we, we're seen as the problem, and someone overtakes us and, and we have been overtaken on that section, that's a single white line and it's a single white line for a reason. But that doesn't come into the argument. The reason that person is overtaking us is because we're in their way. Even though it's wrong to overtake us, you know, it, and it's kind of interesting because you go, but that's a single white line. It's just, and it's a minute and a half. It's not like, because there was a debate at the very start about should we stay going all the way past Bluebell? But what we end up doing is effectively we now have a stop in Bluebell Woods uh, where I live. I mean, I'm actually cycling from Bluebell Woods up to Oran Hill twice a week in order to build it up. Um, and then we come back down with the kids um, that are up there and we go through Bluebell Woods. So there's effectively a stop at Bluebell and Spar, sometimes around 8.17 or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, look, it's it's just... <laughs> It's all about perspective. And from the car's point of view, we're in their way. And effectively, I've again, my thinking on this is that the motorist and the cyclist both want the same thing. The motorist wants the cyclist out of their way and the cyclist effectively wants to be out of their way uh, on safe infrastructure. But if you asked, if you did a traffic survey with motorists and said, we want to do a cycle lane, they'd say, that's nothing to do with us. And actually, it's everything to do with the traffic problem in, in, in Galway. I'll say something controversial on your podcast. Go on. Galway doesn't have a traffic problem. Galway has an options problem. And I've said this to a few people. See, the, the car is the only option in people's heads. There is no public transport, effective public transport, um, that people will rely on. So therefore, they'll take the car. There's no uh, cycling infrastructure I mean, Galway is actually pathetic when it comes to cycling infrastructure in uh, relation to other counties. Um, and their panacea, their silver bullet, is another road, which, again, I'll be controversial and say it's 15 years old in the planning. It's going to take 10 years to build, so it's now going to be 25 years out of date, and 600 million at least is going to be spent on that road for 3% of the traffic population because that's what they said the survey was. 3% want to go from east to west. Um, and if, again, if I if I got in in the morning, I'm not going for politics, but if I got in the morning and said, well, how about before we even, because that's going to be bogged down in, or, you know, they want to knock down 50 houses and all the rest in the name of pro- progress but real sustainability and we talk about climate emergencies is uh, a light rail in in galway not not going into galway city I, I don't think that's really needed and also then some sort of cycling infrastructure that's completely off-road even if it goes through farmers fields and there's cpo process it's going to be a hell of a lot less disruptive to uh 
you know, the landowners. Um, and it's it's carbon neutral. It could be built in probably, again, I'm making up this, but it could be built in maybe two or three years and have a lasting impact on how we how we move around. Because it's not a huge, it's not a huge city. Yeah. Um, and it's just, again, the options aren't there. Uh, it's relatively flat. I've cycled into Galway a few times and uh, it's relatively flat and people kind of go, God, how long did that take? As if I was cycling to West Cork, you know. So um, my wife actually started a, a job over in uh, Salt Hill. She was in Parkmore and Parkmore, as we know, is a disaster. Um, and um, she took the car two or three days and she went, no, I'm, I'm going to find another way. So I'll do public transport or I'll do whatever because I cannot sit in that traffic. But unfortunately, some people say, well, I got a job in Salt Hill. I'm going to sit in that traffic. And they never question it. You know, mm. They never say, well, how would I do it? Anyway, we're, we're, we're going off the topic of it. That's a bigger, that's a broader, um, a broader topic. But effectively, you know, what cycle buses do is they're another option. And, yeah. um, yeah, and that's what Galway needs. It needs more options now, as opposed to here's an M50, which is 25 years out of date and it will be open in 10 years time. Sounds a bit crazy to me, but what would I know? So going back to the cycle bus. So in terms of making it safe, I suppose there has to be, it, it can't be just kids on their own. They mm -hmm. need, um, they need adults to to escort them. Yeah. Is there a, a is there a written rule um, or maybe kind of best practice in terms of how many adults do you need per how many kids? Um, I think with younger kids, I suppose what we'd say is with younger kids, like my daughter's in uh, Ninan Vora, and that's uh, senior infants. So Ninan Vora would need to be accompanied by a parent. Now some days I'll take her friend. And the two of them are cycling together. Um, and then when you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more road savvy. And you're traveling in convoy. Uh, so um, older kids could could join the bus on their own. And because of us taking up that road position and the traffic slows down. And because the traffic slows down, then even if we did have two tires rubbing and someone falling, we haven't had that yet. Um, the chances would be that we would end up with traffic slowing down and stopping and waiting for us and picking up the child and you know but um yeah so so that's that's the idea there you know just to i mean with regards to numbers um i bring my two kids sometimes i bring the neighbor's child as well um lean would bring his two um then there's there's a few other families one one parent would do it um you know with two or three kids sometimes yeah. he might bring the kids next door as well but what we're trying to do is again removing barriers what we're actually trying to do is we're trying to say um maybe after the midterm if, if your child wants to cycle with us this is when we're leaving and if you can volunteer maybe one day a week uh that's that's enough it's just that you give that little bit of commitment to say I'm go i can only do thursdays say, no problem but we'll take your daughter or your son to school on the cycle bus and that means that you're not saying, well, I can only do Thursdays, so that means that's one day I'm cycling. Now the child is cycling maybe four days a week or instead of one. Um, and even the novelty of getting the lift to the school, you know, they might opt for that. But actually, most kids love being on the cycle bus um, and they get to chat. And 
That road, as I said, that road is, uh, the stretch is quite difficult, but um, what motorists need to think about is, well, you know, how, how much of a rush am I in, am I in really? And, and how much of a rush am I in to get into the uh, traffic that goes into Galway? Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about, you know, safety of it. Uh-huh. So what what else is there to to make it safer for the kids? So I, what I'm thinking about, I could imagine, obviously now coming into winter months, it mornings are darker. Yeah. So we need lights. Yeah, and actually, I was um, myself and Liam attended some an online thing organized by Green Schools, and it just shows there's a little different mentality in in this so green school said anyone who attends we can get send you out some some goodies so the goodies that they sent out they said how many kids do you have on your cycle bus and at the time there was about 12 kids on the cycle bus i said we have 12 so they sent out pencils they sent out bells but they sent out usb lights uh usb charging lights and they're very effective and again it means with, with high vis and a helmet usb lights we're, we're making the case that this is a viable alternative um to taking the car um but one of the things as well um and you mentioned the, the winter months my kids are in the gale skull and um the support of the previous the the principal up there has been phenomenal for what we're doing um and the difference pre-covid to the drop-off and collection in the gale skull compared to the drop-off and collection now is like it's it's unimaginable there's bollards all the way up the road so there's now a dedicated cycle uh, lane there's cars going into the school they have to drop off and come out that's grand but the traffic flows better because um there's again it's a bit like if you think about the center of Oran Moor what would actually help the center of Oran Moor is less parking because at the moment you're usually caught behind someone who's parallel parking and if they're sorry not parallel perpendicular par- parking and if it was parallel they could just pull out and pull in so if there was less parking there or and more would actually work better but if you said that to people they'd say hang on a second hang on a second. and the proof is there in the gale skull like people used to drive up to the road uh, the respond road and park all the way along down to the gale skull kids crossing over i mean you're talking about multiple possible near misses right and now she's the uh, prince, uh, principal there has said no no look the church is there it's 200 yards away if you d- really do need to um then please do you know come up and drop off by car but don't leave your car let your kids out and keep driving and so but like l- even little things like with the cycle bus it was raining one morning and uh, your kids are you kids in the gale skull no, my son is in the boys' school. Is in the boys' school, yeah. So in the Gale School, there's a, a roundabout at the end of the road. And we usually go down and go round the roundabout. But it was raining that morning. And every morning, regardless of the weather, the, the principal is out to, to help the kids get their bikes in. 
Um, and she stopped the traffic at the roundabout and said, no, guys, in you go. So instead of us having to go all the way around the roundabout, which was chock-a-block with cars, in we went. She stopped the traffic. It's effectively her rules. But she's kind of saying, I'm not going to leave these kids queuing to go around all the cars. I'm literally going to make a make a call. So so she's very she's very proactive. Um, and I asked her for a picture of the bike rack and when it was full and as I said in the tweet, I said, like, Ornmore Cycle Bus is just the tip of the iceberg. But if we can encourage more people to start cycle buses and to come from different areas, because there's clearly an appetite from that picture, that means then that we we get a timetable, we get, you know, we get a map drawn up. And that means that the people who aren't cycling at the moment then say, oh, okay, now it is safe to cycle. So that's... And that's a that's a slow process, but we may as well start with the Gale Skull, um, and then we'll start with a couple of people coming from, coming down from Oran Hill slightly later for the boys' school, and then yourself maybe and a few other residents from Clacko might start one coming in, and it's just that's that's how we have to grow it. Um, yeah. Like every area is different. So in Knocknacara, you have. Uh, a huge line of houses and then the schools at the end of it and there's two schools quite close to each other we have a different dynamic here in that we have like the dublin road and we have say up to the community center we have on four on we have clock Oak. that's an area that could be covered relatively well together orrin hill um bluewell woods ash haven orrin island could all be covered together in another effectively another route and then there's houses being built on the far side, uh, uh, the western side of the city, I don't remember the name of it now, but like, again, someone says, well, it is possible, you know, what do we need to make it possible? Um, and that, in a way, that strengthens our case as a community then to say, okay, we've got all these cycle buses coming from all over, um, we really need cycling infrastructure where, where the kids are. So like, Coming in past the Garda station, there's absolutely no reason why we can't make that into a wide cycle lane, even out as far as um, Ocean Drive. Maybe bring it further, but when's that going to happen? That's the, the big thing. And it'll happen a lot faster if we say we're doing critical mass event and you know we start putting it up on Twitter and people start to notice and say, okay, there is 150 kids cycling in to, to all the schools you know I, I an interesting one actually at the girls school just got a bike rack and it was the first time i've ever seen because they had no bike rack for forever and that was again funded by green schools so there's there's money out there to to fund uh, these these in, uh, infrastructure and i saw a girl for the first time uh, from the girls school pushing a bike through the playground with her friends and up until that point i had seen another girl's bike always parked in the playground and chained to the railing because there was nowhere to put it so there are little incremental changes that mean that okay so that those parents might actually join a cycle bus and they may start one they may they may come along to a meeting if there was one um and yeah so that's you know it's it, it is a good uh um it's good to see those little changes. Excellent. I just want to go back to what you said about the dedicated cycle lane now all the way to uh, to Galeskull. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget there was a dedicated cycle lane. Yeah. What makes it more dedicated now is the bollards. Mm-hmm. The problem was that drivers, people dropping their kids off, used to use the cycle lane as a parking space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, 
I don't know what part of the world else treats cycle lanes as parking spots. Yeah. But um, but that's that's exactly the reason why the bollards exist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To make it safe for kids so they do have that dedicated lane yeah. to go into school. And and actually, we had a conversation about the the with the guy who was putting them in. Uh, he's an Oranmore resident and he works for the council. And he said, "I'm just putting them in." I said, "Listen." He said, if you have any other ideas, just, just let us know, because obviously he wants to work with us and they want to work with us. And I said, it'd be really good if they went up around the corner on the roundabout. And we came back and now again, because that, that was a pinch point where cars drift in, they don't realize they're drifting in and there's no, there's no white line there. So now there's a, a row of bollards all the way up around the corner. And it's just those little things. Um, I mean, it is, it's not the best standard, you know, for cycle lane but I remember when I, I put put something up on Twitter and someone was saying that's like they're the wrong height and blah 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 and I was going and I went back to them and I said I'll send you a picture of what it used to be like and okay it might not be perfect <laughs> it's a start and because they do it once if they get damaged then they have to they have an obligation then to reinstate them right. uh, you know but yeah it was it was a parking and I'm sure there's some people who are discommoded about that I used to park there and go to my five aside. We kind of go, well, there's a car park just across there, <laughs> you know, like literally across the road, it's empty, but you just have to change. You have to have slow incremental changes and, and to make it better. Um, that's the idea. Right. So we talked about the safety of the cycle bus um, the impact it has on, on the traffic, I suppose. Um, but there are so many benefits, right? And not, not, and let's not forget that traffic is not the main thing here. It, it, it's about the kids, mm-hmm. right? It's about your and my children commuting to school in a safe and enjoyable way. Yeah. Right. The benefits that come that come with it is not only taking you know x amount of cars off the road, but the benefits that the kids get. Mm-hmm. From from being on the bike in the morning on the way to school with their friends when they can chat, they get the buzz. Yeah, they get energized for the day. Absolutely, and right. Yeah. So, I don't think you know we have to get away from the mentality that it is only about the traffic. Yeah, it's not. It's not only about the roads. Like let, let's not forget these are kids yeah. who hopefully will drive the future going forward. Yeah, and they'll be the ones promoting active travel right absolutely this is this is this movement this 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 new idea of you know using using your own legs going on two wheels Mm -hmm. places it seems to be new but these are these are the ones that are going to drive it forward and they're going to they're going to make those changes hopefully in 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 the future so let's we have to start thinking about in those terms and not just focusing on you know, all quality of the road, or there isn't enough space for for a driver and the bike on the same road. Yeah. Or you know, there is no cycling lane, therefore you should not be on the road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, right? Yeah. Cyclists are allowed on the road. Yeah. Right. And actually, that you know, you'd see that as well. Like cyclists shouldn't be too abreast, and and you kind of go, no, legally they they can be, and and it's it's about. Uh, I drive a car. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a motorist. I'm a cyclist, and. Uh, but like some people are they're a motorist they might cycle as well but the road is for me and and you kind of go yeah the road is for you except for the road is for everybody i pay my road tax it's motor tax 
you know, all these, and you hear all these things, you go, listen, I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. but like, for example, coming back to that single white line, single white line means don't overtake. The crooked line at the zigzag means don't, don't drive past this. And the reason for that is so that the, the pedestrian will have a sight line of the cars coming up and down. Every morning it rains and there's a pedestrian crossing down near Bluebell Woods. Every morning it rains. And it's a mentality that you'd have to question. And I would ask people to question this is, how much faster will I get there by moving forward? Like, you will get there no... And, and we've seen it on the cycle bus. We've seen people overtake us to turn left. And you're going, well, we're turning left anyway, so... But there is that... And, and I think it's changed in Ireland in the last 15, 20 years. Certainly, that mentality of, you're in my way. You know, like I even see it with cars and other cars. There's an unwritten rule. I think you have to cover it in the drive a theory test that if a car is over, if a car is turning left out of your way legally, and this I'm being very sarcastic here, you have to be past that car. You have to swan neck past that car, which is turning out of your way anyway. And this is how cars treat other cars that have airbags and, you know, and we can look at we can look at and, and and try and identify who is this you know is it young male drivers is but i've seen it across right across older people younger people male drivers female drivers um anyway so these and i, I don't want it to turn into a it, it eventually comes down to a sort of a them or us and actually it shouldn't be that but i'm just saying that the when you're on the road there's tractors, there's elderly people crossing. There, there's so many things that are happening on that road. Um, and sometimes people sit in their car and they're disconnected from all that. And as motor, as, as cyclists, we're not. We're, we're very much connected. We can feel the rumble of our tires. We can feel the gear change and all that sort of stuff. So just to become a little bit more aware of like, how much further will you get up the road? And, and I've seen it with, as I said, I'll, I'll just come back to it. People overtaking you to get a car ahead you go going, but now we're behind you and you're stuck in traffic. And actually, when we go out a little bit onto the road, we can go past you. It's, it's I, the mentality kind of, it's a beggar's belief sometimes, you know. Um, I used to notice a lot of that when I used to commute religiously into Galway City when uh -huh. I used to work in, in, in the city. And it's just crazy how people would take you over just to stop 20 meters in yeah, front yeah. of you. Yeah, and I'd still go past them. Yeah, and I still get quicker to where I'm going on the bike or on the, on the bike. Yeah, possibly by close to a twenty-minute mark. Yeah, right. So I never, I never understood that. You know, I need to overtake you because you're a cyclist, and, yeah. and I think that's the only thing. It's yeah. that somehow embedded in people's minds that I need to pass up and I, I need to pass the cyclist, mm -hmm. whatever it takes yeah, yeah, at whatever yeah. cost, because yeah. they are slower. Mm -hmm. But look at the road. Some of the people that commute, they're going 30, 30 kilometers an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They are going quite fast. Mm -hmm. You're not going to, you know, you're not stuck behind a bike that is not moving. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And they're trying to stay to the left. But please make sure that you give cyclists the distance that they deserve, that they need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the rule of 1.5 meters. Yeah. And I'm not sure that a lot of people necessarily realize what one point five meter looks like mm -hmm. but you know measure it out <laughs> yeah. and try to see what that looks like it's not it's not huge amount but it's not as much as you give us today yeah yeah i mean it's uh, but but it does come back to i suppose when we're when we're out on that stretch of road which is the 
the problem stretch um that we we have to, we we actually have to slow down the traffic and the reason we have to slow down the traffic is because we have, we have a duty of care to the children that we're that we're bringing with us um, and the last thing you want is some sort of an accident where there's an accident and all of a sudden people say, oh, the cycle bus isn't safe. If there's an accident, it's probably because <laughs> of a motorist being too close to us or trying to overtake us or two cars. I mean, again, I would question the mentality of people and that's and uh, and just ask them to say, like, well, what are you going to benefit out of this? Like a couple of minutes, 30 seconds. And then we'll catch up with you at the lights and then you kind of go, well, I probably could have just let those children be active travel uh, participants, change the whole um, dialogue around how to get to school. You know, people are people are creatures of habit. And if you started one here, it would take a while. But I would say like to people listening to this, I'd say like, well, why not start a one day a week? Put a flyer into the thing. Talk to put up make up make a WhatsApp group. You're just going to do it on Fridays, and you will find that people say this is brilliant. Can we do this more and more? You know, can we do this on a Wednesday? That at the moment we do Bluebell Woods every day, and then we do Orn Hill Wednesdays and Fridays at the moment. But there's no reason, and I have no problem cycling with my kids the wrong direction to go up if if we know that on Monday there's going to be a child that would otherwise even walk you know just to give them because there is a lot to be said for the confidence of a child um on the road actually using the road uh because what happens is parents say the road is not safe so you cycle on the footpath and then the footpath is narrower at at the priest's house and so therefore and there's other say for example if you're cycling to the gales call there's other kids coming down on the on the footpath on their bikes um so yeah anyway look that so the idea is to, to to grow it so if you have a half idea about getting from one area to another then let's let's try and make it possible and yeah that's perfect so that leads me to, to the next question because there might be you know there might be a listener or two right now when they're thinking i you know i would like my kid to cycle mm -hmm. no i can't do you know all five days but i I do have time on Wednesday and I could do that. But do you offer or would you be open to kind of guiding people through organizing something like this? How can they get in touch with you? Well, we have, uh, we're active on Twitter and we're not on Facebook yet. I'm just waiting for someone to say, I'll do the Facebook, but that's, you know, you can't do everything. But um, we have a, a Gmail, uh, ornmorecyclebus at gmail.com. And so people can contact us that way. Um, and if they wanted, I suppose, if anyone was saying, right, I, I really want to do this, but I live on the other side of the city or, or sorry, on the other side of Arne Moor, well, we, we can go over and cycle with you. We can discuss the route and we and the community guard, Alan, he's not on days all the time, but when he is on days, he comes with us. So if there was a new cycle route, he would gladly cycle with, with that um with that group he actually he um he joined us one day he, he was obviously maybe delayed so he brought the car and um and i shared the video of us going past and he pulled out by the priests by the church and he stopped the cars and i and there was a whole load of positive reaction and then there was some people saying like this is really sad the fact that children have to be escorted to school by cards and i was like well that's one way of looking at it but the other way of looking at it is that, that 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 guard that particular guard is a community guard 
he cares and it's a bit of a scene it's great because it means that other people who might oh that's not safe they say okay well the guards are the guards are helping them out you know so but um i think it's an incremental thing as well that we have to change like in society um parents will say to you it's not safe to cycle to school so you say we've got a cycle bus and it leaves every morning to go yeah, but their bags are very heavy. And you say, okay, well, let's talk to the Department of Transport and let's try and lighten their bags. Let's try and make a mandatory... Like, in other, in other words, there's a solution for every problem. But at the end of the day, sometimes when you go through all the solutions, people go, I, I actually just want to drive. Okay, sorry, sorry. Well, we were just trying to remove all those things. Yeah. And, you know, some people, again, creatures of habit, they would think um, going up by the... Gale Skull and the Respond Road is called. They would go all all the way up there, in around, queuing up, navigating traffic, and actually, if they parked in the village, they'd walk up in the same time. They'd have a chat to their child because I think that's the thing as well, is if we get into a car that's designed to be really comfortable and the radio is on, the child might even have a screen to watch. There's no conversation. Whereas when you're out on a bike, you know, oh look at the leaves, and you know you're seeing your friends and waving, um, and that's I think that's much more beneficial for parent and child, you know. Uh, how was the cycle bus today, or you know, th- th- those sort of questions, as opposed to like I'm just listening to Morning um, Ireland. The child is totally zoned out as well. We're not communicating, so that's a benefit as well. Fantastic, and obviously, kids cycling to school, and you talked about you know some of the schools do have bike racks. Not sure if all of them do. Do, do we know? They, they all do now. Uh, the, the boys' school has a bike rack and has had it for a while. Gale Skull is actually looking for a second bike rack because there's there's like to run out of room, which is brilliant. Um, and the girls' school literally just got one. And actually, Mary National School got two bike racks, which is great because if you think of like Mary National School and safe roads and whatever, there are, I don't know if there's a cycle bus, but there are a good number of kids cycling from Mary National School or to Mary National School from, from rural areas. Um, so that, and that is, that is good because cars are great, great for getting shopping, great for this. We shouldn't all sell our car and get a cargo bike. But, you know, there, there, there's a time to leave them in your drive. And, and also for, for those young people in Mary National School, it's, it's a great sense of freedom. And you are growing up and, you know, um, but uh, so they all have a bike rack now and some of them will probably even get uh, scooter stands. There's these tiny little scooter stands that green schools are bringing out because a bike rack is not very good for scooters. So they bring out this tiny little one that literally just fits a whole lot of scooters. Um, and it's just, you know, but it's, it, it, it is good and it's, it's, there's money there. Um, I wish they'd spend money a little bit faster. Um, and uh, what I'd love to see eventually is I'd love to see a, a cycleway all the way in from Arnmore to Galway City. And I'd like to see another one all the way out to Renville because it is ludicrous that if we want to go to uh, Renville as a family, the only way to do it at the moment safely, realistically, is to go by car, to have a lovely walk. And actually, it'd be much nicer to say, let's build a cy- cycling infrastructure. There's money there for it. And now we can cycle out have a family fun day um i've cycled out with my kids on my own just just myself uh-huh. and and kids all the way out to renville um i think it was at the beginning of the pandemic uh-huh. right but there weren't many cars yeah yeah right and that was that was an enjoyable experience 
in you know on on a, on a nice day, mm-hmm. nice morning, cycling out that route, and it isn't far. No, it really isn't far. So, I think if it was safe to do it, more people would do it as well. And when you get when you get to Renville on a nice day, I mean, there is not a parking space available. Yeah. There are people double and triple parked yeah. all over the place. But you, you just have to look at any of the greenways that have been built around Ireland. Like I'm, I'm from Waterford, and the Waterford Greenway was a phenom- It's a phenomenal success. It's a lovely piece of infrastructure, and it's it's been used by tourists. It's been used by locals. It's been used for short commutes and stuff like that. So, um, the idea that you could, like for example, you could go into the market on Saturday with the kids in Galway put a couple of panniers on your bag and, and cycle out. People think that that's an abstract thought, but actually it's it's nine kilometers. If you cycle from, if you're ever cycling from Westport to Newport, that's nine kilometers. Or if you cycle from Waterford to Kilmeadon, that's nine kilometers and you're chipping along and the kids are chatting and other cyclists are going faster. There's walkers on it as well, but kids will do it and they'll, they'll do that. But Renville is three kilometers and that's, on a on a road it's probably even less as the crow flies it's just unfortunate that um it's not a priority for um it's not a priority it doesn't seem to be a priority for for at the moment in galway um but yeah so um but we would like to definitely do the coast road and uh we have plans, very early stage plans, to try and meet up with the other cycle buses halfway in. So we'd cycle in as a group in, in the coast road because that's really where the there has been other options. I won't even credit them with. Uh, but there there were other options put forward. But in the coast road, picking up people in Roscam, meeting other cycle groups, we are working on something like that. We just don't have a date for it yet. And that's kind of like a, a critical mass event Something whereby someone who's dubious, they're on the fence, they're like, hmm, not too sure. Are they all hippies? Are they all hippies because they don't have cars? Like, well, no, there's, you know, there's so many, there's such a diverse uh, range of people who want to cycle. But it just takes that leap that you say, okay, well, actually, yeah, I met these people and, you know, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, that, so that's something that we'll be trying to promote uh, to meet the other cycle groups and just have a cup of coffee and you meet people from all walks of lives all abilities of cycling it's not um you know like actually Liam is a very serious cyclist and there was a joke uh he said there was a joke where he was going down to Renville as as a a work uh cycle and uh, someone said I presume that's Renville via Corkscrew Hill because you know that'd be kind of Liam's way of like I'll just go out to Renville but I'll go via County Clare I'll just take in the 160 kilometers and I'm I'm just a I suppose are your your regular cyclists, but there's people of all ages and abilities just wanting to give children a different experience, you know. Um, and that's what it comes down to, right? So I'd say if you're in Bluebell Woods, mm-hmm. if you're in Orne Hill, the cycle bus is already established. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to Marcus, get on the bus. Absolutely. Cycle together, make it fun for kids and for yourself. Interact with your kids, the benefits of kids cycling in the morning are absolutely huge. And if you're in any of the other estates around or more, get in touch with Marcus as well. And he'll definitely help you get, get it set up or give you some kind of points. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely let's, let's get it up and running and let's see what can we do and get our kids to enjoy the way to school more. 
Absolutely, absolutely. That you've said it uh, excellently. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marcus, for being a guest today. No, and thank you for having me. And uh, as I said, uh, hat, hats off to you for for the starting this podcast. It's brilliant. Thanks a million. And we'll be we'll be back soon with another podcast. But um, until then, you stay classy or more. Just watch that car is pulling out there now, Annika. Let's just stop in at this junction now. We're going to go out on the road now here, so we have to concentrate, okay? Hey guys, how you doing? Now, after this car, okay? Uh, on you go there now. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do consider sharing it with your family, friends, and your neighbors. Also, if you do have any stories you would like to share with the wider community, please do feel free to contact us either on Facebook or on the email, all in the description below.